All right, and, and as Dan's sitting over here going like, he's just, he's just stalling. So is Kurt. Kurt's saying, he's stalling. He's stalling. He doesn't want, he doesn't want to go there today. I'm stalling a little bit just because um, we're, we're going to get into some weighty stuff today. We're going we're gonna to have to, to put on our boots, and, and we're going to wade through a lot of stuff. Um, and remember the, the, the analogy that I've been using over the past few weeks is this um, Thanksgiving dinner, and there's so much to, to, to look at and to feed upon, but we can only feed on a little bit. Uh, I think that what we're going to feed upon today is going to make us full. Uh, it's going to be that, like, you want to empty your, or, or put your, your belt out an extra notch. Some of you, I know that, that on Thanksgiving, you wear your uh, um, wife's maternity pants with the big, right? I'm just saying. Now, we're, we're going to get into some, some weighty stuff today. We're going to continue on in our, our Ephesians series. So if you have a Bible, you can turn to Ephesians chapter 5. Um, and uh, as, as Kurt read, Kurt and Sarah read that, um, I think it was, uh, I loved I asked them to, to do that uh, a few weeks ago, and um, there's a reason for it. And uh, I think that God touched you and said, this is why you needed to do it. And I, I'm, I'm uh, thankful for what you, what, what you shared, uh, what you guys shared in that. Um, because I, I think that this is important to the, um, the launch into what we are going to talk about uh, today. We, we just finished up um, the, the, the little short mini-series uh, within the big series, the the model manuscript is the big series. The the, the little short mini series that we we uh, finished up last week was about uh, mainly the church. Uh, but what we're going to transition to in uh, this text today still has to do with the church. But um, it, it's Paul is moving, and and I want to say like shifting gears a little bit um, from talking about as the the organization. Uh, and, and the or organism of the church gathering together, he kind of now is going to focus on what makes up the church, the, the, the basic units that make up uh, the, the, the church. And we are going to talk about um, the godly household, the model for the godly household, and we're going to do this over the next three weeks. Now, <clears throat> what we're going to do is um, we're going to talk about marriage this week, we're going to talk about parenting next week, and we're going to then uh, talk about in, in uh, week three, like um, occupation or, or activity or, or work. Uh, so that's going to be kind of our, um, our, uh, our direction over these, next, over these next three weeks. So here's what I want to do. I want to get the, the, the as uh, the great President George Bush would have said, the shock and awe out of the way. All right. The, the, the shock and awe out of the way, because um, this message today is a tough one. Uh, my wife um, told me that I was overthinking it, and that I just need to let God lead me, as I usually do. But uh, um, just uh, let the, 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 the text speak. Uh, and I want us to, to understand that we are going to talk about submission. Um, I'm going to get Dan up here, and we're going to put him in a submission hold just to... Uh, display that a little bit. Now, we're going to talk about what it means to submit, but we're also going to talk about what it means to love. And, and as we're talking about this, and, and this was a big area for me, like I want to make sure I'm, I'm focusing right here. Um, I know that there are, are some of you in this room that are not married. Either you are, will be one day, or um, you have been, 
But what I don't want is, is if you're in the crowd that is not uh, currently married, I don't want you to check out. I don't want you to say, well, hey, this is just for uh, married couples. No, I want you to either look forward to the day in which you are married, or if you have been married, maybe, maybe you're looking um, at what is being taught, and then how, how can I help someone who is? How can I mentor and disciple someone who is married and help them in, in, in their, uh, their, their walk and in their marriage? So I, I want to make sure that... Um, uh, wherever you're, we're at, whatever stage, whatever we're, we're uh, looking at, we can look at this text today and we can still see that it applies to us. All right, we tracking? All right, we ready to get rolling? Yes? Y'all there? Uh, um, woo! I, that's all I'm saying. I, I, I love that. I mean, that, that last minute uh, change, uh, Kurt changed the last minute uh, uh, or uh, the, the, uh, the call to worship there. And I like that, 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 that change. Um, going to uh, focus on this is the body, because we are going to talk about the body um, today. So here, let, let me do, do this. Let me give you the big idea, and then we're going to jump into the, the, the text. Because we have to keep this big idea in mind as we go through um, all of this. It will come up on the screen, I promise. Right? There it is. Uh, the biblical marriage union is intended to display the desired relationship between Christ and the church. Now, I, I, there are some key points in there, that I, I, key words in there that I want us to make sure that we, that we keep in mind. A, a biblical marriage. So there are lots of books out there uh, about what, what marriage is. I'm actually, for one of my classes, uh, I'm reading a book now. It's called The Case for Marriage, and it talks about uh, in the 60s where uh, is really when, when marriage started to come under um, attack. Which I, I, for me, I mean, I'm not a child of the 60s, uh, so that was years before me. I thought it was just more recent. But no, it started all the way back in the 60s that marriage uh, really started to come in, under attack in the United States. Um, I, I, and this is a secular book, by the way, I, I kind of was thinking as I, I'm reading through it, like, no, marriage was attacked in the garden. Uh, it, it's always been um, something that, that is the, at the forefront of the enemy's um, agenda. But uh, what, what we need to understand is this, uh, what we're going to talk about today is the, the biblical marriage, because everybody has their idea of marriage. Um, I mean, just look at our, that is one sad thing that's happened about uh, the, the, the acceptance of different types of marriage in our, in our culture. But the biblical marriage union is the, what is intended to, it, it is intended, intended to display the desired, and that's another, another key point here, the desired relationship. Because we can't just look at a marriage and say, oh, this is, how, this is what uh, Christ in the church is like. Um, because there are a lot of, of, of dysfunctional, jacked up um, people that are in marriages, and marriages that are, 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 are rocky. Um, Anybody uh, know of one? Yeah, my wife and I mean our our my, my, my our marriage is the best that it's ever been, but it's by far um, a model marriage. Uh, I mean, and we're only been we've only been together like so this year's twenty years. Uh, we've learned a lot over all of that time, but by no means can someone look and say, "Oh, wow." If, that's how Christ loves the church, and that's how the, 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 the church and Christ interact. I, I don't 
know about that. There are portions, and, and there is a desired uh, uh, um, relationship which God has for us and um, for the marriage union. And that's what we're going to look at today as Paul is uh, expressing and uh, defining uh, some of this for us. Um, in uh, Ephesians chapter 5, I know that, 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 that some of you don't care, but for some of you this is going to make a whole lot more sense. Um, but uh, when you were reading Ephesians chapter 5 and we, we get into verse 22, um, who in here when you're, reading, when you're reading that your Bible has verse 22 as the, the beginning of a new paragraph? Uh, just about everybody, right? Just about everybody, because that's how the English uh, translators have translated it for years, which is okay. I'm not saying it's a bad translation, but in the original, what we have to understand, there's not the paragraph uh, um, uh, um, separations and everything. Um, what, what we're going to look at in, in verse 22 is actually a continuation off of this big, long uh, um, sentence that Paul is speaking, that, that, that starts all the way uh, back in uh, verse 15 uh, of uh, Ephesians 5. But really, it, it comes to its, its, its point in verse 18 and then explains it from verse 18. Why is that important? Well, because in verse 18, it talks about being filled with the Spirit. Uh, why is that important because everything that we're going to talk about today is not possible to do on our own. It's only possible, and it's only possible to have a biblical marriage union by the power of the Holy Spirit, being filled with the Holy Spirit. And I'll go to the extent to explain to you that in verse 22, uh, uh, um, th that word submit there is not even in that verse, in the, in the original Greek. It's actually taken from the, the, the verse 21 and imposed in there. It, it, it's how translation works. It's not, this is not changing the Bible. If some of you are thinking like, oh, great, what is the English translation done? They've ruined the Bible. No, this is how Bible translation works, how the Greek language works. But what I, the, the point I'm trying to make is that as we see it, we see it as it's like is a, a new thought. And as it's like a standalone, okay, Paul like finished talking about something and then he started talking about something else. No, Paul is still talking about the way in which we walk and how it has effect on us. And, he, and he's still talking about being filled with the Spirit. And that filling with the Spirit is what it, it continues on in this text here. And that's where it picks up. And I think that that is important for us. So when we... When we hear these things, and we hear wives are to submit to your husbands, um, we don't automatically just throw up this wall, and, and it's impenetrable. And like as Dan said, you're not gonna you're not gonna hear what's being said. No, I'm, I, I, if 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 you have that, and this is not just for the women, this is for the men as well. Because if, if there's a, an ounce of pride that, that bubbles up in here um, when it says, uh, wives, submit to your husbands, and you hear, yeah, woman, you're supposed to submit to me. You need to pray the same prayer. You need to, to, to pray okay, is silently. I don't care. But pray, okay, uh, Holy Spirit, fill me. Let, let me hear your words and not just uh, let the enemy uh, build defenses. Let me, let me overcome these strongholds so that I can hear your truth. 
Because it's the truth that's going to set us free. Right? I've read that somewhere. You, you ever read that somewhere? It's, it's good. It's good. All right. So are we ready to go? Have I delayed enough? All right, I think I got my big boy pants on. We're ready to, to, to hit this head on. Verse 22. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. I want to talk about, uh, uh, um, first, let's, let's look at the word submit. Because I want to define submit, I want to define love, and then at the end we're going to show, I want to show you something about them. Uh, to submit is something that, uh, man, and here's the thing. I've been in, I was telling the guys this earlier, I've been in countless uh, counseling sessions with, with, with couples and going over something like this, and I hear, or I, I say the, 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 this word submit, and, and the, the, the wife's head, um, if it doesn't turn inside out, it spins all the way around and pea soup comes out, uh, because this is something that we don't like to hear, because it's been abused for so long. When, it, when, we, when, when it's used here, understand that submit is to yield oneself to the will of another. It's yielding oneself to the will of another to permit oneself to be subjected to someone or something. So it, it, it is this, this willful yielding of one person to a, a, another. Now, when, when, we, when we look at this, I, I love the fact when Paul is writing this, he says to submit to your own husbands, which we're going to talk about in a second, but he says, as to the Lord. This is important because this is part of your worship, wives. Your worship to the Lord is the submission to your husband, and it's not submitting to his authority, it's submitting to his headship. Because as we're going to discuss in a, in a moment here, if the, the, if the husband is doing his job, this is not difficult at all. Paul says that we're, you're to submit to your own husbands. Um, submitting is that yielding. Uh, I, as I was going through this, I, you know, I kind of just pulled out a few talking points. I didn't want to, to make these like, uh, here are truths or objectives. or I, just, there, I have six talking points for this, uh, this, this text right here, this, this portion of text. And it's uh, six talking points, I just said six talking points of the wife's submissive role. And I want to just, just give some, some things, that I, the observations in which I've seen here, and we'll talk a little bit about it in, uh, um, uh, in the context and in, in, in conjunction with this text. The first one that, that uh, I, I pull out, and, and mind you, these are in no order. It's not, I'm not going to go the, 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 the least to the greatest or whatever, anything like that. These are in no order. These are just six random things. Well, not random. They're from the text. Number one, it is a position the wife willingly chooses to assume. This is important. This submission to her husband is a, is a position. This goes back to the biblical marriage part. This is a, 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 a willingly choosing to assume this position. That goes back to where, like, if it says, if a husband's like, woman, you have to submit to me, and she doesn't want to, that, that, that's, that's not going to, it's not going to end well for either party. There is a, the submission that is being talked about here 
is the willful yielding, is assuming this. Uh, it's willfully choosing by, by the woman, by the wife. The second thing I, that, that is important here that I've I, I seen is um, something I already said, but uh, we'll talk about it again. It is a duty, hear me, it is a duty the wife owes because her Lord deserves it. Big L Lord. Even if her husband does not. Even, some of you need this again? Okay. It is a duty the wife owes because her Lord deserves it. This is that as to the Lord. Wives are to submit to the headship of, uh, of, her, of their husbands as to the Lord. Why? Because the Lord deserves it. Remember, this is to display, a biblical marriage union is to display the desired relationship between Christ and His church. There's a purpose for, for all of this. And I know that I don't always deserve this when my wife does this, but she's not submitting to me as if like I am the authority, which is another, not crazy, but another popular thing. Like the wife has to submit to the, to the husband because he is the authority. No, I, I, I don't like that. I, I don't like, he's the head, as it says. There's a difference. There's no domineering. There's no strong fist and woman, you got to do this. Like the cavemen, you see woman dragging, the guy dragging a woman by the hair or something like that. That's not what is being talked about here. Let's go on. The third one in this, the, the, the submissive role, it is a limited submission. It is a limited submission. Why is it a limited submission? It's paralleling, paralleling the limited submission Christians give to the authority of the government. What, what do we mean? This is like a Romans 13 thing, like, uh, and, and, and an Acts 4 thing where um, we submit to the government up to the point in which they say to do something that, that God says don't do, or vice versa, right? We listen primarily to God, but what we understand is God put government in, um, in position so that we can live a peaceable life under His rule and kingdom, under the physical rule of the government, but if the government says to do or to not do something that's contrary to God, we do what God says, not what the government says or what man says. Same thing here. It, it, the limited submission is uh, the, the wife is to submit to the husband um, up until the point in which the husband wants the wife to do something ungodly. Not that anybody in here would ever have to, 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 to deal with that, but, but there is a line that's where this is not just an authority that we can't abuse. And that's where, abuse, that's where uh, the abuse has taken place is we have grabbed hold of this, this idea that, well, it's, it's, it's just all the guys are in charge of everything. I had a, a conversation, and I, my family probably won't even watch this, so I'm not worried about it. I had a conversation with my grandfather, and he was so opposed to the, what's uh, Amy Coney Barrett? Her nomination for um, the Supreme Court, she, he was so opposed to her 
because she's a part of the church where only um, uh, guys are, are allowed to uh, be pastors. Much like our own church. Male headship. So my, my grandpa is like so opposed to that. Well, this should be equality and everything. And, and, I, and I, can't, I, I can't explain to him. He doesn't listen. But it, 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 I tried to say, no, no, God designed things to be a certain way. Equality actually breaks down God's design. We are to complement one another. And we, as we complement one another, there are strengths of men, but there are strengths of women. And when we come together, God has roles for us. And the roles in which we have are not designed by us, they're designed by God. And trying to explain that to him, you know, oh, that's just... That just sounds like it's a bunch of domineering. Well, it's not. It's understanding the way in which God designed things to be. And I, I think it comes down to, we, we, at, at times, we don't want to trust God's design. Even God's design for marriage. Let me go on so I don't uh, keep on rolling. Because I've got six for the guys, too. So, <laughs> um, Number four. Notice that the word obey is not used. Notice it doesn't say obey. Wives, obey your husbands. It, it's going to say that next week when we talk about children. And the week after that when we talk about uh, slaves or you know, slaves and masters, your occupation, workplaces or whatever. But it does not say wives, obey your husband. That is something that I, I think as we're looking at the, the, the big picture, of the submission, it's that willful yielding. It's not like, rah, you got to do this, or I'll smack you. No. All right, number five. This is specific to marriage. The submission of the wife is specific to marriage. What do I mean? It does not say all women are to submit to all men. It doesn't even say that wives are to submit to all other guys. No, 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 no. It says what? Wives submit to your own husband. Wives submit to your own husband. We can't think of that. This is not what, what, what this is. And this kind of, this rolls in. We'll just go right into number six here. This rolls into number six um, that it is not an inferior worth. Women are not inferior. Wives are not inferior. When Peter talks about the wife being the weaker vessel, he's talking about the fragility, right? Not fertility. Fragility. That, that, that French word? Fragility. Come on now. It's almost that time of year. Oh! But it's not talking about inferior worth because we are all of equal value in God's eyes. This is just talking about the structure of the, 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 the household, the structure of the marriage, so that um, it, it can display the desired relationship. I have to move on, and I, I wish I could stay there longer, but I have to move on to 25 through uh, 31. And for sake of time, I won't read it because Kurt already read it, but we're going to talk about really the, the, the first part. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Now, this love... That is talk, is talk about, we, we uh, what was it, last, last year, about this time, I think last September-ish, somewhere around in there, um, we talked, to, we did the series by design, and we talked about God's design for love. 
This is the same love that is um, that, that we talked about last year, and we talk about it all the time. This is the Christian love. This is agape, agape love, because there's multiple uh, Greek words for uh, love. But this is agape love, the, the love that has a strong non-sexual affection. Could be sexual in marriage. It, it can be attraction for a person and their good, as understood by God's moral character. So it's the, 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 the affection for a person, for their good, but it's in line with or understood by God's moral character. But it goes on because it's especially characterized by a willing forfeiture of rights or privileges in, in another person's behalf. It's the willingness to give up for, to, to, to give up for the other person. Some of you smart people in here, in which most of you are, are already seeing the connection here between submit and with love. So this willingly for, forfeiting the rights of, or privileges in another person's behalf. Now, as, we re, as I read through this, I picked up six points as well uh, from this text for the husband's loving role. Because here's what we, what we can't do. We can't say, wives submit to your husbands and then walk away. Because what we have is the, the wives are to submit to the husbands, but only when the husband, and I did say that, it's only when the husband, remember, it's a service to the wife's service to the Lord, even when he doesn't deserve it. But it, that, that understanding of the, the husband is, it, it is required now to love the wife as Christ loved the church. How did Christ love the church? He gave himself up for her. There's, a, there, there, there's something that takes place. I don't want to say it trumps the, the, the wives' role, but th there's a reason why Paul, why Paul wrote three verses to, to about the, the, the submission to, to the wife, and there's like nine verses, eight or nine verses, instruction for the husband. Right, guys, you've you're, you got thick skulls. we got thick skulls, right? But what we have to understand is Paul is saying that the desired relationship between Christ and the church is this, this loving, this love that Christ displays for us is what, what, what we are to, to, to seek after as, we are, as our wife is coming under our headship, as there is this biblical union, marriage union, that takes place. Let's look at these six things, and we'll, we'll explain some of the, 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 uh, the ideas here. The first one, let me see what time it is. Ooh, I got a roll. The first one for the husband's loving role, it's not optional. I think that one's one, it, again, these are in no order, but that's important. Men, husbands, love, husbands loving your wife is not optional. It's not only when she gives you your ice cream. It's even when she wakes up in the morning and she got dragon breath and she haven't had her coffee yet and you don't want to be around her. Oh, Shannon's not in here, so I can say that. <laughs> Woo! No, it's all the time. It's not optional. She's watching online, I know. She's back with the kids right now watching online. I love you, dear. Um, but it's not optional. The second one. I love this because it, it, these kind of tie together. It's not optional, the first one. The second one is it's been modeled for us. 
the love in which we are to, to, to display and to um, exercise has been modeled to us by Christ. And how was it modeled? It's a sacrificial love. He laid down his life for the church. And we're to love our wives as Christ loved the church. And he gave himself up for her. If you ask me, if you ask me, and I'm not a woman, but if you ask me, and if I were a woman, Leanne, if I were, if my husband was sacrificially loving me, if he was loving me as Christ loved the church, I would have no problem at all of this submission, willfully yielding to him, to his headship. But what we have to understand is this model of, of, of Christ loving the church. And that's why Paul wrote or put it in there, as Christ loved the church. That's what, what, what Kurt said earlier. He understood, holy crap, I'm the church. I'm a mess. But Christ loved me and gave his life for me. Your husbands, your wife's a mess. Every woman's a mess, because every man's a mess. But we have to understand, we still got to love them as Christ loved, uh, as Christ loved the church. Understand this, this is an awesome thing. Kurt and I were just talking about this out, out in the, the, the lobby. Christ died for the church before the church even existed. He still, did, I mean, just as he chose us before we even were born, that's love. That's love. That's a sacrificial love. Let me go on. Number three, the husband's loving role is to be a leading and shepherding role. This, this leading and shepherding role, it comes about where, where it does talk about, um, um, uh, where, where it says that, 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 that in verse what's that, 27, so that he might present the church to himself, that Christ might present the church to himself in splendor. There's a leading and a shepherding of the, the, the husband. This is where uh, one of the, 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 the places, and there's, there's multiple, but one of the places in Scripture that it does talk about that the, 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 the husband and the, and the father is to be the, the spiritual leader of the house, the spiritual head of the household. To, to take charge in spiritual matters, to be responsible for the spiritual growth of those in his house. Again, this isn't a, a, a superiority, inferiority thing. No, this is the design in which God has. And there needs to be a leading. And, and number four, it is to possess sanctifying qualities. The husband's loving role is to possess. Within the husband's loving role, it's to possess sanctifying qualities. What are sanctifying qualities? Quality, qualities that helps the wife in her walk with Christ. It says here that, that, that in, in, in verse uh, 20, 26, talking about Christ in the church, it says that he might sanctify her having cleansed her by the washing of, the, of water with the word. Our, our love for our wife has to have sanctifying qualities. It's not all about sex. It's not all about physical. 
No, there's got to be these sanctifying, it's spiritual. Remember this, the biblical marriage union is intended to display the desired relationship between Christ and the church. Number five. It is to be unlimited. This is in contrast to the limited submission. The love is to be unlimited. No strings attached. Well, if you do this for me, then I'll do this for you. Well, if you, if you, if you put my slippers where they need to go, or you set my toothbrush out, or you, uh, you know, buy me Cheetos, or whatever it may be, if you do that, then I'll love you. No, there's no strings attached. There are no strings attached. I think too, too, too often we, we get uh, um, into that, that mindset of there, there's a, a cause and effect. There's this reaction like, I'll do this, and in, in return I give this reward. That, that's not how love is. Remember, the, the, the love we're talking about is a forfeiture of rights or privileges in another person's or on another person's behalf. <clears throat> Number six. This is a big one. The husband's loving role is to be unparalleled. What do I mean? So after the or after the husband's love for Christ, after the husband's love for, for, for God, comes his wife. Period. It doesn't after love for God, and then there's like, uh, you know, wife and kids and no 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 there is a there are roles here there is a a, a a list if you want to say that husbands are to love their wife with a love that they give no one else no one else in our society what's happened is that if the husband's not getting the love in return from the, the, the wife, he then takes his love and goes somewhere else. No, no, no. Love is to be unparalleled. The love for husbands, your love for your wife is to be unparalleled. It goes on to say, verse 32. i got to wrap this up in five minutes. Verse 32. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. Remember what our, our, our big idea was. It's a, the biblical marriage union is intended to display the desired relationship between Christ and the church. There's a purpose. There's a purpose for it. And this is what I'm saying, this mystery. I love it. If you, if you kind of look what that word means, it, it, it's a divine secret. This divine secret is profound. It's astonishing. It's eye-opening. One, uh, one theologian says this. In regards, so it's, it's profound uh, and refers to Christ in the church. Verse 33 it says, However, let each one of you love his wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Uh, one theologian says this. He says, When the husband's desi greatest desire is for the happiness of his wife and the wife's greatest desire is to support the headship of her husband, a harmonious and successful union will result. It takes two. It takes both sides. It takes loving. It takes submitting to have this biblical marriage union. It's not something that is easily done. I, as I'm taking the, the, this marriage class and everything, it, it, talk, it talks about 
a couple of the, the professors or whatever, the books, say that more people spend time on their wedding, preparing for their wedding, than they do preparing for their marriage. We need to help prepare for the marriage, and this is a biblical union in which God has designed. As we look at all of this, as we look at both submitting and love, both the wife's submission and the husband's love are displays, now hear me on this, are displays in the physical realm to understand truths of the spiritual realm. This is what Paul is communicating here. He's communicating that this, this, these, these things we can see physically here in the, the marriage union is displaying something about the spiritual realm. It's displaying God's desire for the relationship between Christ and the church. Remember where we started all of this. It's through the power of the Holy Spirit that all of this is possible. I know that we had a big feast today and we talk, took in a lot of stuff. This is where what we do is as we go out from here and as we go through the week, we ask God, we ask the, 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 the Spirit of God who lives inside of you if you're a believer to say, you ask Him, say, bring to remembrance that which I've been taught. Bring to remembrance your truth. Husbands, bring to remembrance how I can love my wife. Wives, bring to remembrance how I'm to, to, to serve you, Lord, through submitting to my husband so that we can display. Because remember, it's not just a physical in which we're displaying. It's the spiritual as well. Let's pray. Our Father God in heaven, Lord, we do thank you for the day. We thank you for um, being able to open your word and seeing truths that are, are not always the easiest to talk about or, or, or um, to digest. But God, we know that they're there for a reason. Lord Jesus, we thank you for what you have done. We thank you for uh, your, your sacrifice. And as we, we thank you for that, we know that the reason you sacrificed is so that we can be in relationship with you. God, it's my prayer if there's someone watching or someone sitting, it is someone inside of my voice that has not received that gift, that, that free gift of salvation that they, they they, they, they um, open their hearts and they, they, they open their lives to you. Father, for, for us who have, God, my prayer is that we can take your word and your truth and we can apply it to our life so that we can live that life that Jesus talks about in John 10. This life that is abundant so we can show the world how great you are. God, as we go from here, I, I, I pray that, that we take your truth with us and, and we just keep Keep, keep chewing on it. Just like there's leftovers from Thanksgiving and, and everything else that we're always feeding from it. So God, we thank you. We love you. And we pray this in Jesus' beautiful name. And all God's people say, amen. Have an awesome week.